Blog Talk Radio.
You see, this opportunity may not come again. This might be your last chance. This opportunity that you're hearing about right now might be the difference between heaven and hell in your immediate future. Amen? So this is not a time to pretend you don't know what I'm talking about. This is a time to be extremely serious with Jesus Christ. You see, he has died already on Calvary for the remission of every sin. Amen? Every sin by any human being. So you see, it's your time. It's your time. It's your time. It's not a time to run. It's not a time to hide. It's a time to get right with Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. So, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we're going to begin this service, this worship service on a Sunday morning, the way we always do, celebrating the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, taking full advantage of the opportunity to repent of our sins and, we, and be put in right standing with you. So, Heavenly Father, on behalf of those that are yours, we repent of our sins that we have committed since the last time we repented. We ask you, Father, to forgive us. The Bible says that if we confess our sins, you are just and faithful to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We heartily do repent, and we receive the cleansing that you're giving us right now. We receive this cleansing right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you for it, Lord. We worship you. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. We thank you for the cleansing, Father. We thank you for the cleansing in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus, thank you for going to the cross for us. So we appropriate your work this morning. And we receive the healing, the cleansing, the deliverance that you have promised us. Because all of your promises to us are yes and amen. Amen. Because we have chosen to believe you. Amen. Amen. So if you have your elements ready, and you should by now, we will proceed. Praise the Lord. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, thank you, Lord, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Partake of the bread. After the same manner also, he took the cup. When he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Thank you, Lord. Partake of the cup. Thank you. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, 
you do show the Lord's death till he comes. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself. Ah, have you done that? And so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup, for he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep or are dead. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. And when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. Thank you for your chastisement, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Because we don't want to be judged with the world. Amen? Not at all. All right. Thank you, Lord. As it is written, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Do you have everlasting life? Heavenly Father, thank you for all your promises to us. Your word assures us that you are not willing for anyone to perish because you want everyone to come to repentance. We proclaim this promise now on behalf of our loved ones. Draw each of them to yourself through the power of your Holy Spirit. Give to each of them a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you, so that the eyes of their understanding will be enlightened, and they will know the hope to which they have been called. Help each of them to see and to understand their need for true repentance. Lord, you are near to all who have a broken heart and you save those who have a contrite spirit. Bring to sincere brokenness each of our loved ones so that they will realize their need for you. Thank you for your promise, Father, that whosoever will call upon your name shall be saved. Do work in each of their lives that they will want to call upon your name. Father, at this moment, on the authority of your word, in the name of Jesus, by the shedding of the precious blood of Christ, we pray that every plan and strategy of the enemy in their life be turned for good toward their salvation and commitment to you. Let every plan of the powers of darkness against their lives be turned to give you glory. Thank you, Father, for granting them eternal life with you. Amen.
Good morning. Good morning. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we bind Satan the strong man, all of his evil angels, evil spirits, demonic agents, all of his underlings, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders, and we cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, and we come out of agreement with Satan, his agents, and their powers in Jesus' name. We close and seal all portals, channels, open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strong man and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind all trafficking demons, reporters, listeners, watchers, peeps, whisperers, familiar demons, electronic, digital, technology demons, and their attacks, all Leviathan spirits brainwashing, kundalini spirits, water, marine spirits, sex devils, unclean spirits, passive devils, pain-afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation spirits, artificial intelligence, smart dust, all sorcery devils in their attacks, all seducing, womanizing, and drone spirits, quartum spirits in their attacks, all the voices of the stranger in their attacks, all hypnotic and trance devils in their attacks, all mystic rituals in their intent. We bind all electromagnetic attacks, smart technology and particle attacks, techno-paganism, mind control by the occult. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind all microwave frequency weapons, all 5G and components, everything coming off the satellite, everything coming through the cell towers and through our electronic devices. In Jesus' name. We bind Buddhist black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Indian, African, Hindu, American, North American, South American, Islander, Global Cabal. Say that to Caribbean, Latin American, black and white magic. We bind all Mojellans attacks and we return every attack to the senders. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free flying devils. We bind all evil spirits which take animal forms, our shape-shifting spirits. We bind each demon responsible for the dominion of sin in our culture. We bind impulsivity, inattention, racing mind. We bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that's been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind the Mandela effect and all satanic ritual abuse devils satanic worship and witchcraft dedication. We bind the formation of the Rukwa bullflies and demonic insects. We bind all spiders in their webs, trapping them in their own webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits. 
spirits of infirmity, the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the grove, and every spirit that exalts science, logic, human reasoning, and demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. We bind all spiders in their webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits. We bind mammon and his agents. We bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, lock, wear down. Infect, destroy, spy, sabotage, tender, monitor, block, besmirch, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop, defile, assassinate, corrupt, divide, confound, undermine, attack, reproach, despise, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We return and lose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of generations of fools and the spirit of the fool in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind. We bind the fool's anger, food lust, addictions, and gluttony. We return to sender according to the covenant, all in every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, psychic weapon, retaliation, all avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance, every boomerang, each payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, rite, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, projection, pronouncement, vow, or sin against us, astral projection sending demons to us to work against us and against all that pertains to us. No demon, no wicked person, or unrighteous event left, left behind. We bind the inordinate use of conjugal rights, returning to sender our witchcraft attacks through channeling and the satellites against the website. Sending back all wizardry, black magic, juju, and tribal rituals in Jesus' name. We bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, mystic rituals, devils attending the New World Order, New Age Movement, the Great Reset, make-believe fantasy, fables, enchantments, false religions, numerology, horoscopes, the spirits and works of the oppressors, the spirit and the children of disobedience, martial arts, yoga, transcendental meditation, antichrist ideologies and doctrines, they have in Jezebelic spirits, and practices, lewdness, perversions, the outworking of vain deceit, death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos, and mayhem, oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. We bind the king of pride and his agents in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind our human, demonic, blood, sexual, financial, animal, food, fecal, and soulish sacrifices in Jesus' name. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, unyielding, nature worship, deception, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, rioting, abuse, all trolls, fear, combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, and temptation to sin in Jesus' name. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Molech, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Tali, Isis, Osiris, all gods and goddesses, all false deities, Tali, Mammon, Atlas, Baphomet, and his 72 in the name of Jesus, and we chain them with eternal chains and darkness in Jesus' name. We undo the works of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins, and all cotton cold spots, and we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We break the power of every Masonic ritual, rite, ceremony, vow, and pledge in Jesus' name and those of the associated organizations. We bind the brotherhood, the lodge, the craft, and the grip in Jesus' name. We bind all psychic weapons, promptings, codes, triggers, poisons, fireballs, all demonic weapons, voodoo pins, dolls, hot and cold spots, designs, tumors, and charms in Jesus' name. 
We send it back from whence it came in Jesus' name. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the layer of sins. We bind the insanity, the pride, the work of errors, foolishness of our own opinions. We bind being misled. We return and loose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head, according to the scriptures. We bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassment, and witchcraft back on their own heads, as well as their mind control. We bind the spirit of slumber. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief, and we ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we come to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke and chain, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and we will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. We disconnect ourselves from every spirit that has followed us, was sent to us, transferred to us. We command those spirits to leave us now in the name of Jesus. All hay fever, you're bound in the name of Jesus. All hay fever, you're bound in the name of Jesus Christ. All hay fever, come out of God's people. All sinus infections, you're bound. All ear infections, you're bound. All ear, nose, and throat devils, come on out of God's people in the name of Jesus Christ. Everything that's entered through the eye gate, the ear gate, through the nostrils, through every demonic entry point, we bind in the name of Jesus Christ. Come out of God's people right now. Their bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost, and you have no right to attack them in Jesus' name. Father, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, for kings, for all who are in authority, and all true Christians everywhere, especially those that are persecuted. We take authority, dominion, and power over COVID. And all of its variations in Jesus' name, we bind it in the name of Jesus. We command it to come up and out of people in the name of Jesus Christ. Come up and out of the saints of God in the name of Jesus. Father, we cover ourselves and our vehicles and our mode of transportation with the blood of Jesus Christ. We take authority, dominion, and power over every hindrance of the road in Jesus' name. We cover ourselves and our property with the blood of Jesus. We take authority over any spirit that would attack us in the night. Bad dreams, night dreams, sex dreams, anyone or anything trying to get into our dreams. All poisons fed to us in our dreams. You're bound in Jesus' name. Come up and out of the people of God in the name of Jesus. Come out of the people of God in the name of Jesus. We pull out all fiery darts, pins, needles, spears, voodoo, witchcraft in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on out of God's people. Inherited witchcraft. You're bound in the name of Jesus. Come out of God's people. All inherited witchcraft. You're bound in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on out of God's people. All witchcraft coming down the family line. You are bound in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind you at the very root in Jesus' name. We uproot you. Come up and out of God's people. Come out of God's people. You have no right to be there in the name of Jesus Christ. Come out of God's people in Jesus' name. All inherited witchcraft of any order, rank, or type bound in the name of Jesus. Come out from the root. You can't stay there. You have no hiding 
demon come from your gut in the name of Jesus. Deep breath. Come from your gut. Deep breath first. Come from your gut in the name of Jesus Christ. The fire of God to go to the place. Oh, The fire of God to go to those places in us in the name of Jesus Christ. The fire of God to burn it out now in the name of Jesus. Get out of God's people. You have no right to torment them in the name of Jesus Christ. All tormenting devils of witchcraft and the occult, we bind you in Jesus' name. Come out of God's people. Come out of their bodies. Come out of their bodies. Come out of their minds. Come out of their minds. Get out of their minds. All witchcraft in the mind. You're bound in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on out. All witchcraft in the mind. You're bound in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on out. Come on out. Get out. Get out now. Deep breath and cough. Deep breath and cough. Deep breath and cough in the name of Jesus Christ. Deep breath and cough in Jesus' name. Oh, witchcraft in the mind. Come on out. You can't stay. You with the sword of the spirit. We disconnect everyone. Oh, witchcraft connected to the private. You're bound in Jesus' name. Oh, witchcraft connected to the private. You're bound in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, witchcraft connected to the private. You're bound in the name of Jesus Christ. Ma'am, don't do that unless you want those demons in you. Jesus' name. 
We bind our tribal rituals and sins in the name of Jesus. We bind spirits of hate, bitterness, murder, envy, jealousy, wizardry, sorcery in the name of Jesus. We bind every demonic power in the name of Jesus Christ. We command you to come up out of people, spirits of blindness, bondage, fear, and hatred in the name of Jesus Christ. We break every ungodly yoke in the name of Jesus Christ. Every unrighteous yoke is destroyed in the name of Jesus Christ. Every unrighteous yoke is destroyed. In the name of Jesus Christ. Now, everybody that has a, a ruka, take a deep breath and allow the Holy Spirit and the fire of God to come fill in those empty places where those spirits have left you. Right now, deep breath and allow the Holy Spirit to fill those empty places. Lord, we give you praise. Hallelujah. We give you praise, Lord. We give you praise, Lord, in Jesus' holy name. We give you praise, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Thank you. Yes, amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So today, the Lord wants to talk to us about this subject. I will believe. I will believe. Repeat after me. I will believe. Amen. Amen. Romans chapter 12, verse 3, King James Version. Romans chapter 12, verse 3, King James Version. According, I'll read the scripture first for you. I know you haven't gotten there yet. Romans chapter, you going to give them a Bible? Romans chapter 12, verse 3. Romans chapter 12, verse 3. For I say, through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. The measure of faith. According as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Faith is an unquestioning belief that does not require proof or evidence to validate. Faith is an unquestioning belief that does not require proof or evidence to validate. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So faith is a substance. It's real. It's not imaginary. It's not spooky. It's not hokey pokey. 
It's real. It's more real than you are. Faith is more real than you are. Amen. One of the most insidious tactics of corruption, which the enemy uses to attack the believer, proceeds in a gradual, subtle way, but with extremely dangerous and harmful effects. One of the most insidious tactics of corruption which the enemy, the devil, uses to attack the believer, proceeds in a gradual, subtle way, but with extremely dangerous and harmful effects. The enemy of our souls likes to undermine simple, childlike faith. The enemy of our souls likes to undermine simple, childlike faith. If you still have simple, childlike faith, hold on to it. It's precious. The enemy's trying to take it away. You see in the garden, the wicked serpent, the devil, cheated and tricked Eve by misleading her. The wicked serpent, the devil, cheated and tricked Eve by misleading her. Genesis chapter 3, that's the first chapter in the Bible at the very beginning, right behind the table of contents, Genesis. Genesis chapter 3, beginning with verse 1. Genesis chapter 3, beginning with verse 1. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the tree, uh, but of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. God hath said, ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die, for God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant for the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, She took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. I want you to notice that she didn't shove it down his throat. He willingly ate it. She used her will to sin. He used his will to sin. Amen? All right. So subtle. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field. 
subtle. What does that mean? That means that ideas are worked in suggestively. They are not easily detected. So when the serpent comes your way, he's not going to bring a parade, you know, with trombones and tubas and drums and clarinets. So you can notice that he's coming. He's coming in a very sly, sneaky way. He's going to try to keep himself from being detected by you, the preoccupied saint of God, the distracted saint of God. God said, and Eve repeated, that God said you would die. Right in verse 3, God has said you shall not eat of it. Neither shall you touch it, keep your hands off it, lest you die. So she had it right in the beginning. Amen? Most of us have it right in the beginning. The serpent directly contradicted what God said. In verse 4, and the serpent said unto the woman, ye shall not surely die. Well, now, what does the Bible tell us to do when we have a direct contradiction to the word of God? What are we supposed to do? We have a scripture that gives us direct instructions, don't we? In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 and 5, don't we? We're to cast down imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity every thought, everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God into captivity to the obedience of Jesus Christ. We're to put an end to it right then, right there on the moment, at the spot. We're not supposed to wait till that afternoon when we're full of lunch and have forgotten all about what the enemy sowed into our thoughts. We're to attack at the onset. It's a direct frontal attack, full aggression. We don't play with the devil because he's deadly. Amen? We know to do this. And to fail to do what we know to do is right is sin. Am I correct? All right. So the serpent directly contradicted what God said. So, to all the Eve and Adams that are listening, who do you choose to believe? Are you going to believe what God said? Are you going to believe what the serpent presented? Your choice. No, to all the Eves and Adams, God was not withholding information from you. You see, the serpent implied uh, that he said, for verse 5, for God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof. In other words, God knows it, but you don't. Then your eyes shall be opened. Really? He didn't tell me that. Well, the thing is, her eyes were open to begin with. They didn't need to be opened again. And you shall be as God, knowing good and evil. He's implying that God's holding back information that she ought to have. But that's actually not the truth. 
The truth is God was very straightforward in the beginning. Don't touch it, don't eat it, because if you do, you'll die. Simple, straightforward, to the point. God is not disingenuous. God is not disingenuous. Now, Eve is going on the influence of corruption. This is the way she's on now, the influence of corruption, because the serpent is already corrupted. We know that. So she's operating now and paying attention to and giving her thoughts to the influence of corruption instead of the revealed word of God. She's gotten off the word of God, and now she's flying around on the influence of corruption. Well, saints, it does not matter how good for food the fruit appeared to be, nor how pleasant to the eyes it was. Oh, it's going to taste good going down. That didn't have a thing to do with it. Oh, that really looks nice. That has nothing to do with it. Or how it was advertised to make one lie. None of that is what's important. God said in Genesis chapter 2, beginning with verse 16. Genesis chapter 2, beginning with verse 16. Genesis chapter 2, beginning with verse 16. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, verse 17, but of the tree of knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. Thou shalt not eat of it. Thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. How plain can it be? That's what God said. You see, Eve already had wisdom. She had wisdom when she said in chapter 3, verse 2 and 3, Genesis chapter 3, verse 2 and 3, And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. But of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, ye shall not eat of it. Wisdom, never shall you touch it. Wisdom, lest ye die. Wisdom. She already had wisdom. She'd been walking around that tree for the longest and really didn't pay that tree much mind at all because she already had the word of the Lord on. The whole situation came into being when the serpent directly attacked the word of God. She descended from wisdom to corruption and sin when she went for the devil's enticement, when she gave him in. She could have said, no, I told you what God said, and you're wrong. She had the opportunity to tell the devil he was wrong. Again, 
You see, you think because you bind the devil one time, I bind the devil in Jesus' name, that that's really going to shake heaven and earth. But you're supposed to add some faith to it, and you're supposed to be persistent until you have breakthrough and victory. Amen? The serpent operated in blatant rebellion. There's no way you could miss it. He directly opposed the known word of God in Genesis chapter 3, verse 4. Genesis chapter 3, verse 4. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. Ye shall not surely die. He outright lied which is his nature. Saints, Eve was not confused as she clearly knew already what God said. Yes, Adam knew too. Adam knew too. The manipulative serpent used word-twisting maneuvers to deceive her. She should have remained solid on what God said. Adam should have remained solid on what God said. And so should we all. So should we all. It is the aim of the devil to tempt us to doubt God's word and to coax us into sin and rebellion and disobedience. The enemy wheedles us with flattery and soothing words, seeking to persuade us to distrust God. You know you heard what the Lord told you to do, and then you get up with your own agenda. And instead of you laying your agenda aside and immediately going to do what God said to do, you are diverted to another plan. That's called sin and disobedience. Amen? So, in fact, if you are paying attention, you can hear the enemy attempting to throw shade on God and Christians. If you are listening, if you are attentive, you can hear the enemy attempting to throw shade on God and Christians. So the question is, why follow the deceiver? Why should you do that? When the enemy, the devil, can persuade us to believe his lies, he gains the upper hand. Why? Because we fall for this. When we fall for this, we are putting our faith in the word of Satan, not the word of God. We have failed to keep Satan from getting an advantage of us, even though we are no longer ignorant of his devices and tactics. Second Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, 
for we are not ignorant of his devices. Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3. But I fear, lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. The enemy comes with his subtlety to corrupt your mind. But if you hold on to what thus saith the Lord, you'll gain the victory. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, beginning with verse 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, beginning with verse 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imagination and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, just like Satan did, just like the serpent did, and bringing into captivity. Captivity. You've seen something go into captivity with handcuffs, ankle cuffs, body chains, officers. You know what into captivity looks like. And bringing into captivity every thought, every thought, every thought, every thought. To the obedience of Christ You don't get to let that thought linger in your mind You must arrest it immediately The Bible is saying our warfare is not carnal No, it was not made by Glock or Smith & Wesson Or any of the rest of them The weapons of our warfare come straight from the throne of God And they never fail to work If we use them Amen? So do you understand? You can be out of bullets and still make it with Jesus. When the enemy, the devil, can persuade us to believe his lies, he gains the upper hand. Why? Because we didn't do 2 Corinthians 10, 4, and 5. That's why. We did not bind every thought. Amen. Matthew chapter 22, verse 37. 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 Jesus said unto him, now this is Jesus talking, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. So if you're busy entertaining the lies of the devil, you have ceased to love the Lord with all your mind. Repentance required? Ephesians chapter 6, verse 17. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 17. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 17. 
Amen. I'm going to start with verse 14. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth. Well, number one, you've got to have truth. And having on the breastplate of righteousness. You can't be in sin. You've got to be in right standing with God. And your feet shot, shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. You've got to know the prince of peace. And above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation. Well, if you've got the helmet on, why are you letting the enemy penetrate your thoughts? His, your thoughts are off limits to him, and you need to help him remember that that encroachment is not tolerated. Encroachment is not tolerated. He's got to stay in his lane. He can't come to your territory because your territory is defensible by the kingdom of God, and you will not tolerate. Let us be reminded that the lies of the, neither the lies of the devil nor the doubts that he plants, nor the doubts of others, nor our own doubts change the facts of God's truth. None of that changes what thus saith the Lord. None of that. You know, you can go to the car dealership, God having told you, okay, I'm going to allow you to get a car, and God tells you the specifications of the car he wants. That's what's supposed to be in your mind. You take your friend with you to back you up, okay? All right, so here comes your friendly grinning salesman. He grins from ear to ear, trying to get a commission. And so he begins, when you tell him, I want a car that looks like this, 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 and this, and it's got to have a sunroof. He comes and tries to lead you to some other vehicle that's not what you asked for. At that point, it's time for you to go. You don't need to exchange another word. You just say, have a good day, and you leave. But know your buddy that you took with you to back you up. Well, you know, I think it looks nice. I think silver is a wonderful color. God told you the car was green. But, oh, no, I think silver is a nice color. And you see, the, I have one of these in my car. And by, before you know it, you're in the auction. Before you know it, you're in the office. Your feet had no business moving in the direction of the office because God strictly told you what the car was supposed to look like. He didn't say it was an SUV. He said it was a car. So whenever the salesman decided he had a better idea, you should have told him, adios, ciao, goodbye, not today. No ifs, no ands, no buts, no excuses. Just that simple. Your money should still be in your pocket. And your friends should already have been sent back to the car since they weren't in agreement with you. Amen? That's how you do business, Saint. That's how you do business. Romans chapter 3. Romans chapter 3, verse 4. 
Romans chapter 3, verse 4. The Bible says, let God be true and every man a liar. So if we have to choose who's telling the truth, God or man, it's always God that's telling the truth and man is the liar. We got that? Amen. Numbers chapter 23, verse 19. Numbers, the beginning of the Bible. Numbers, penned by Moses. Numbers chapter 23, verse 19. Numbers chapter 23, verse 19. God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, and shall he not make it good? I believe that speaks for itself. God is not a lie. Man lies, but God doesn't. God is incapable of lying. You know, you don't have to teach your children to tell lies. They do that automatically. Wherever it suits them, they've got one for you. Remember in school they used to give you the quiz. And the quiz is you answer true or false. You read the whole statement, and it's either true or it's false. There is no in-between. And the thing to learn and to understand out of this was that if any part of the statement was false, the whole statement was false. You can't just say, well, this part's true. No. If the entire statement was not the truth, then the answer was false. Well, back in Genesis, the devil says that you shall not surely die. And then he goes on to give his explanation to Eve. But you see, the caveat is that he started off with a lie. So that made everything that he said a lie. We got it? If any part of it's a lie, it's a lie. It can't be part truth and part lie. No, it's all lie. And it's that way when your children come to you. You ask them a straightforward question, and they come with part of the truth, and the rest of it's no truth at all. The whole thing is a lie, and you need to treat it as such. Amen. We got that straight, I can tell. Mm-hmm. Yes, we got that part straight. All right. Isaiah 55, 11. Isaiah. Let's go way back. Old Testament. Isaiah is not hard to find. It starts with an I. Isaiah 55. Because, see, your children are trying to stand there and explain to you why their lies are true. They'll try to stand there and try to explain to you why the lie they just told is actually the truth. Now, if you listen to that, you're already listening to the devil. Amen? Isaiah chapter 55, verse 11. God speaking here. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void. 
In other words, his heart was not coming back to him without having doing what he sent it to do, where he sent it to do it. It's going to do just what he intended, no more, no less, nothing else. But it shall accomplish that which I please. Mm. And it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. God doesn't have any iffy in his word. Amen? Malachi chapter 3, verse 6. Malachi chapter 3, verse 6. Malachi is the last chapter in the Old Testament, just before Matthew. Malachi chapter 3, verse 6. For I am the Lord, I change not. I am the Lord, I change not. Now, right over to Matthew. Matthew chapter 24, verse 35. Matthew chapter 24, verse 35. Matthew chapter 24, verse 35. Heaven and earth shall pass away, Jesus speaking, but my word shall not pass away. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. If he said it, it stands, and that's just it. Amen? Amen. Romans chapter 3, verse 3. Romans chapter 3, verse 3. Romans chapter 3, verse 3. For what if some did not believe? Shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? So there's some people that want to be Satanists. They don't want to believe in Jesus Christ. There's some people that want to be this, that, or the other. They don't want to believe in Jesus Christ. Does that mean that Jesus Christ isn't real, that his power is not what he says it is, that he didn't die on the cross? Does it mean any of that? No, it doesn't. So say, why are we still allowing the enemy to plant doubt in our minds without us returning it to the sender. Why are we allowing the enemy to plant doubt in our minds without us returning it to the sender? Why do we still try to remember dreams that Jesus tells us that he did not send to us? You know, and I had this dream, and blah, 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 blah. Did you do the dream protocol, first of all? And if you did, and Jesus tells you he did not send you that dream, why are you trying to keep a lie recorded in your mind? The blood of Jesus erases that if you choose to do that, if you choose to execute the word. Am I correct? In this ministry, you must needs be follow the dream protocol as it is written. It should be found physically attached to your Bible. Sometimes saints become very weary, and in their weariness, they ask themselves, why am I bothering with all of this? 
Other people just do what they feel like doing, and they get away with it. See, they're everywhere, and they get off scot-free. Others forget all the wonderful things that God has already done for them. Really? Yes, they did this. Psalm 78, verse 11. Psalm 78, verse 11. Psalm 78, verse 11. And forgot his work and his wonders that he had showed them. They forgot what God had done for them. So it's interesting. You get in a tight, you get in a bad place, you do those alligator uh, tears, and you cry out to God, oh, God, if you get me out of this, I'll never do it again. And a week later after you're out of the mess, you've forgotten all about it. No, you did not come to church or go to the Global Prayer Warriors prayer room and put your testimony. No. Why? Because you forgot all about it. Amen? Verse 19, Psalm 78, verse 19. Yes, they spake against God. They said, can God furnish a table in the wilderness? Now, here he has just, they've seen all of these plagues that came upon the Egyptians that they didn't get. They're well aware of. Their firstborn didn't die, and they know it. And they got away from Pharaoh's army, and they went through the Red Sea on dry ground with walls of seawater going up to the sky and a cloud from God covering them. How could you forget something like that? How could you forget something like that? You've never seen anything like that before in your life, and neither had anybody else. And it's amazing how the heathen remembered it. But the people of God, well, can he furnish a table in the wilderness? Behold, he smote the rock that the waters gushed out and the streams overflowed. Can he give us bread also? Can he provide flesh for his people? All of this doubt after God's done all of this for them. Hmm. Yet even others keep their eyes focused on the circumstances instead of on the Lord. Matthew chapter 14, beginning with verse 30. Matthew chapter 14, beginning with verse 30. Others keep their eyes focused on the circumstances instead of on the Lord. Matthew chapter 14, beginning with verse 30. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. Oh, when trouble comes, now you're afraid. As many times as God has said in his word, fear not, I'm with you, I won't leave you, I won't abandon you, I won't forsake you, no matter what. I'm more than your ride or die partner. I go beyond that. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. 
And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and called him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? Why did you let doubt come in? I mean, Jesus was right there. He was looking at it until his eyes went off on the storm. He was within arm's reach of the master, but still doubt came in. Do we do that? Mm. Some of us need not look at our checking account. They're not going to say any more than they said yesterday. But God has given you his word. Hmm. Well, you're either going to believe the word or you're going to believe those numbers. Now, it's up to you. It's one or the other. Still more have questions in their minds which they cannot easily answer. What if? Well, what if not? And what if again? Well, let me explain to you where I stand on the what if story. All of my what ifs were settled before the foundation of the world. Now, you might not believe that yours were, but I firmly believe that mine were, because that's what the word of God tells me. Amen? So then, what sin do they commit with all these questions that they can't easily answer? Well, how about Matthew chapter 6, verse 25? Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. Therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life. What ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body. What you shall put on, is not the life more than meat and the body more than raiment or clothes? Look, folks, God takes care of mosquitoes. If he takes the time of day to care about mosquitoes, what about you? The mosquito was not made in the image and likeness of God. Amen? Amen. That's the truth. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5. He takes care of grasshoppers and caterpillars and slugs and snails and earthworms. Certainly, he can take care of you. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5, let your conversation or lifestyle be without covetousness. I got to have this, and I want this, and I got to have this, and I want that. And why can't I have this too? And see, so-and-so's got one of those, and I should have had mine before he got his, and on and on and on and on. And be content with such things as ye have. Okay, you got to slap that thing upside its head for the heat to come on. It still comes on. For he has said, 
I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. He's not abandoning you. Okay, so that means that you you have to run the clothes in the cycle two times to get them clean. So presently, you still don't have to go to the laundromat. How about it? It's a real world. First Peter chapter 5, beginning with verse 6. First Peter chapter 5, beginning with verse 6. First Peter chapter 5, beginning with verse 6. Well, we don't have steak. We only have chicken. A full belly is a full belly. If not growling, you shouldn't have a complaint. Amen? Thank you. First Peter chapter 5. Humble yourself. I'm in verse 6. Therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. In due time. Yes, right. And in that time, you need to do some growing up. And how are you going to humble yourself? Verse 7, by casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Be sober, be serious, be vigilant, stay on your post. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. You can choose to be less devourable. Whom resist steadfast in the faith. You cannot resist in doubt, in fear, and in unbelief. It just doesn't work. Because the Bible says, whom resist steadfast in the faith. And we already covered at the beginning of the service that God has given to every man the measure of faith to believe, right? So you've got some faith. You just have to use it. Knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. There's somebody on the other side of the planet that's happy to get your stress, only they can't get to it. Amen. That's right. Proverbs chapter 3, beginning with verse 5. Proverbs chapter 3, beginning with verse 5. You know, when the Africans came to visit us here, when Pastor Pat was still alive, they complained to me, of all people, about you all throw away food all day long. You throw away this and you throw away that. I said, well, if I were to pack it up and ship it to you, by the time it got there, it wouldn't be any good anyway. And that ended their complaint. Amen? I said, I can't send it to you. You're on the other side of the globe. Amen. Proverbs chapter 3, beginning with verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Okay? So if you're doing that, you can't be contemplating doubt, fear, and unbelief. You can't do both at the same time. And lean not to thine own understanding. That means don't depend on your own thinking. In all thy ways, acknowledge him. So you're supposed to be at the throne trying to get some business taken care of. Amen? And he shall direct thy path. That means he's going to tell you what to do, not the other way around. Be not wise in your own eyes, which means 
Stop trying to be such a suchy much. You do not know everything. Amen? Fear the Lord. Reverence him and depart from evil. What evil? Being wise in your own eyes. Well, I think he didn't ask for your opinion. Amen? He did not ask for your opinion. Well, I think the closet dealers are better than the ones that built. Well, he didn't ask you what you thought. He sent you where he wanted you to go. And that's the way it is. In the advertising industry, they use imagery to deceive us all. They represent an ordinary product like toothpaste, which on some occasions may be substituted by baking soda to give the impression that it can change unrelated matters in your life. They claim that it will give you fresh breath, which is actually controlled by the bacterial flora in your gut. They claim that it can give you sex appeal, which we know is supplied by sex demons and water spirits. Basically, they lie to you and twist, slant, and tell partial truth to get your money. They try to convince you to eat Cocoa Puffs when you know perfectly good and well that grits fill you up faster. Do you already know this? Yes. You are not ignorant of Satan as a liar nor his devices. Do you allow this false representation to affect your opinion anyway? Most of the time, yes. Mm-hmm. In the garden, the serpent used imagery too. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 6, the serpent appealed to the flesh. Oh, yes, he did. The serpent appealed to the flesh. He sure did. You know he did. There was no, you see, demons and the flesh work together. They have a nice little um, combination of sin they like to throw on you. And see, they've been throwing the th- same things at you over and over because he doesn't have any new tricks. It's the same old one. You know, with each generation, he puts a new hymn to it. But it's the same old junk. Genesis 3, verse 6. And when the woman saw imagery that the tree was good for food, now she looked at it and made that determination, okay? You know, just like the men look at this Ram truck commercial. They've just seen the F-150 commercial. And they determined by looking at a commercial that the Ram truck has got to be better even though it costs over $60,000 to get one. Amen? Amen. Then he says that it was pleasant to the eye. They make the commercial so you can look at what they want you to see. They are not showing you the sticker in the commercial. Do you notice that part? The sticker is never in the commercial anywhere. Amen. 
Amen. They don't show you if all your children can fit in the back of that. They don't show you that. They're going to show you how powerful it is going up a mountain. How many mountains you got in your neighborhood? Okay, moving back to this. And that the tree is, and a tree to be desired to make one wise. Okay. I've seen a lot of trees. And none of them have made me any wiser than I was before I went out in the yard. So she went for the lie. She went for the okey-doke. She drank the Kool-Aid. Did you get it? Some of you are still doing that. I'll keep trying to get you out of there. The serpent appeals to the flesh and to fleshly emotions. The devil just played her for a fool. That's what he did. He played her for a fool. Okay? Well, Galatians chapter 5, verse 1 has something to say about that. Galatians chapter 5, verse 1 has something to say about that. Amen. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free. And be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Jesus has already set you free. So why are you going for it again? You had to deal with the devil before you got to Christ. Jesus set you free and now you're still listening to him? Let's go to verse 7. Galatians chapter 5, verse 7. Galatians chapter 5, verse 7. Ye did run well. You're doing pretty good. Who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? What made you turn aside the lie? This persuasion, Eve was persuaded, cometh not of him that calleth you. A little leaven, leaveneth the whole lump. That's what I said when I said you took the test already in school. They already trained you this way. They put a statement there. Either the whole statement was the truth or it wasn't. A little lie in it makes the whole statement false. So that quiz is actually based off this scripture. So you've been taught the lesson in many different ways. God expects you to remember the lesson and use it in everyday life. You're not, oh, I'm not in that grade anymore, so I throw that away. Oh, no, it doesn't work that way. Amen? Amen. Let's go to verse 16, Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. Galatians chapter 5, beginning with verse 16. This I say then, walk in the Spirit. And ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. If you're busy following God, you don't have time for the devil's game. And he's got game. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit. The flesh is always going to work against the spirit of God in you. You're supposed to be ready to put the flesh down. And the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other. So that ye cannot do the things that you would. You have a heart to desire to follow God. 
But the flesh is saying, well, you know, you're tired. You need to go to bed. You don't need to read your Bible today. So either you're going to overcome your flesh and say, if I don't read but two words, I'm going to read it. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. First Peter chapter 4, verse 1. 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 For as much then as Christ hath suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves likewise with the same mind. You see, Jesus suffered in the flesh. What makes you think you're not going to? The old church used to sing, no cross, no crown. But you can't be like this entitlement generation. You think you ought to get your crown now, and there'll be no suffering. It just doesn't work that way. Arm yourselves likewise with the same mind. For he that hath suffered in the flesh hath ceased. From sin. Amen? You're going to go through this warfare if you want to win. God has said to us in clear, distinct language, Ezekiel chapter 20, verse 19. God has said to us in clear, distinct language, Ezekiel chapter 20, verse 19. Ezekiel chapter 20, verse 19. I am the Lord your God. Walk in my statutes and keep my judgments and do them. I am the Lord your God. Walk in my statutes and keep my judgments and do them. Execute them. Perform them. Amen? He has said, in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, but without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You see, the diligent seekers get the reward. The others don't. He explains in Hebrews chapter 10, beginning with verse 22, Hebrews chapter 10, beginning with verse 22, he explains it to us. Let us draw near with a true heart. Well, first of all, you've got to have a true heart. In full assurance of faith, full confidence of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience, mm -hmm. and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. No vacillating, no changing, none of that. Steadfast, unmovable, abounding in the work of the Lord. For he is faithful that promise. He is faithful that promise. He explains that our high priest, Jesus Christ, rules over the household of God. We can go directly to our Father 
with hearts of truth. You got to have truth, you see. Fully trusting him to receive us because of the blood of Jesus and our bodies now washed with pure water. We can speak freely of the salvation which Jesus has purchased. There is no longer any room for doubt because there is no question that God will do what he said. You see, he has promised if you do this, if you do that, we've talked about it all throughout the sermon, you get salvation. Well, if he kept that, what room do you have for doubting him on anything else? So say, do you leave room for doubt? All hearts should say, I will believe. Rise for the benediction. Now, our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God, even our Father, which has loved us and has given us everlasting consolation and good hope through grace, comfort your heart and establish you in every good word and work. And the church said amen, amen. and amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, saints, some of you need to recast this broadcast. Amen. Pastor loves you. Thank you for praying this morning. We'll, get, we'll talk with you more on Wednesday. You know that you have a complete archive of broadcasts that will speak to your heart. All you need to do is ask the Holy Spirit to take you into the archive so that you can hear what he wants you to hear. Amen. I love you. God bless you. Talk to you later. Amen.